Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. This is episode two of Flying Sober Podcast. Foremost, I wanted to shout out at everyone for tuning in and joining us. Your undivided support means a lot to us. So with that said, this is Rachel, your host. And I'm your co-host, Jonathan. Jonathan, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. And I'm so happy we're doing this podcast. So on our first episode, we talked about what I'd like to call the big C's, which was uh, making connections in general, starting with connecting with our loved ones or perhaps uh, reconnecting and reevaluating some relationships. And then we talked about connecting with yourself or recreating yourself by establishing routines and healthy habits. And today we will be talking about connecting with the one, our higher power. I realize it may mean something different to all of us. And Jonathan probably has a lot to say about that. I do have a lot to say, but it's all based on my experience. Um, But I'll ask you a question. What blocked you in the beginning of forming that relationship with the higher power? So let me start by saying I always believed in God. And when I was growing up, I had a very strong connection to something greater than myself, which means I felt an unseen force holding my hand and leading the way, if you will. But this relationship broke when I leaned on something else and I became dependent on that, which was alcohol, drugs, and codependency to men. So in retrospect, um, I realize now I disconnected from my true self and essentially from God. I was a, I was a man who didn't believe in God. Yeah. You should, everybody, you should see the look that's on Rachel's face right now. Her jaw has literally hit the table because yeah. I'm, I'm known as God man, right? You are. You're like, <laughs> all you need is like a robe. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, I used to not believe in, I used to not believe in God. Um, I, for a long time, I lived in a constant belief that there was no God. And I would bring up historical evidence to prove that there wasn't a God. I would use major wars. I would use this pandemic, you know, as another example. Like, how is there a God if all this bad stuff is happening? And I remember one day somebody challenged me. They looked me in the eye and they said, okay, why, why don't you believe in God? And I remember my first response, because I was raised Roman Catholic. I was raised with that constant fear that, you know, God had shamed me or I shamed him and mutual shaming. And basically, I had this belief that, you know, there was no God because there wasn't a God in my life. And I remember I brought up all these things of like, how is there a God if, you know, the the Catholic church and all the controversy that has happened. How is there a God when people like that are representing a God of, you know, of everyone's understanding. And they basically looked at me and they said, Jonathan, how many religions do you think are out there? And I'm like, I don't know. And they said, there's at least a hundred. 
he says and still growing and still growing but this is how he flipped it because i responded back to that question with well if there's that many religions out there how do you know which one's the right one to take and this man looked at me and he said jonathan you don't think that god realize that he created the most complicated creature on this planet that overcomplicates everything? No. <laughs> what if all those religions are different highways that just lead to a power greater than themselves? What if those are all different routes just to get to that one ultimate source power? And then that put me back in my seat and I had to think and realize like okay, all these people that have faith and they're so freaking happy that I can't stand it. Maybe they've found something that I haven't been able to obtain. And then the next question this guy asked me and says, why do you hate God? No one ever asked me that. Man, I really sympathize with you. And the irony is so many people that come to this program have that same disbelief. What's interesting enough is I did have a reason that I was keeping, I was keeping submerged under the surface, right? Because I was just proclaiming, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. But then when someone asked me point blank and period says, why do you hate God? It was this whole story that I had built up in my head about my grandmother. She was 63 years old and I was 15. This woman believed in God, Jesus, everything to the whole nine yards. I mean, this was the most religious woman you've ever met. And I had to watch her die a terrible, gruesome, torturous death in the hospital. And in my head, I really thought to myself, if this is what happens when you believe that faithfully, to hell with this. I don't want anything to do with it. And I buried that deep within my subconscious. And then I just blatantly just ran around saying, I don't believe in God. But then all of a sudden, this person shifted my perspective. He said, Jonathan, do you see the planet? And I looked around and he's like, do you see that the trees get enough water that they can continue to grow? Do you see the birds getting enough food that they can continue to fly? Do you see the animals in the ocean getting all the food that they need and the wilderness and everything else? And I'm like, yeah. And they said, well, they say that we are God's greatest creation. If God created all of those animals and those plants in this environment and they're constantly provided for, what makes you think that this God wouldn't do that for you? That's right. And that put me into a different perspective and realizing like, you know what? Maybe there's something out there and maybe I should do a little bit more investigating of what that really looks like. Well, that's some powerful stuff, Jay. Um, you know, I have a friend in the program that felt the same way. And initially, when she got sober, her sponsor asked her to pray to something greater than herself. Kind of like by faking it until you make it. And she told me that over time, her entire demeanor started changing. And her entire outlook on life has shifted. You know, she's like, one of the nicest people I know. There's, there's something to be said about that. Um, for me, I had to go to that dark place to reach out for help. And I remember getting on my knees when I hit my bottom, when my free will got me nowhere. But you said two words that opened that invitation yes, into I your... I had to ask for help. What were those two words? God, please help me. Exactly. And you know what? Once I surrendered, life became so much easier for me. 
I just knew what the next right thing looks like. And right now, during this pandemic, it's so essential for me to cultivate that relationship with a God of my understanding and not have to rely on my so-called free will because it will just end up placing me in a place of fear. So I rest in the belief that my God, like a good father, quote-unquote, has my back and I don't have to worry about tomorrow. And that is what keeps me happy, joyous, and free. As long as I keep working on that relationship with my higher power, I'm good. Well, in any relationship, it's like... Yeah, I mean, in any relationship, you have to stay consistently engaged, right? Yeah. Like, it's interesting. how do we do that? And how do we do that? And for me, like, my relationship with my higher power, um, like I said, I was brought up with the Catholic upbringing. And um, if you take, for instance, the Lord's Prayer, right? It starts off with our Father. Believe it or not, I had daddy issues. My father wasn't really the role model that showed me how to live life successfully and strategically. So what I did was I'm like, you know what? I'm going to challenge this God that everyone talks about. I'm going to make this power of the universe my father. Those words in that Lord's Prayer, our father, I was like, you know, I'm going to make him my father. And what ended up happening was... I actually started to see a little shift in my perspective in my life. Like, you know how like you do chores as when you're growing up and you get a certain allowance for doing the things that you're supposed to be doing? That's right. That's how actually Good God point. started acting in my life. And then like when I went through financial insecurities and I had to learn certain lessons of stopping frivolous spending, that was my higher power, my father showing me that I need to learn how to like save money. Or when things get overbearing at work and I'm falling behind on my assignments and it's because I'm procrastinating, he's showing me, stop being a procrastinator. That shift... He's planting little seeds. Exactly. And it's all about how you look at it and how you present it. And it's funny, there's so many different variations of how it's said in so many different you know, forms of spirituality or religion, yeah. but it's as simple as seek and you shall find. You're not going to find it if you're not seeking it. If you seek it, You'll find it. You know, I had to challenge my higher power. I said, show me that you exist. Show me what I'm supposed to do. And all of a sudden, when I actually started paying attention, I'd see certain things. And like you, you were mentioning in our, you were mentioning how you see God and everything. Like, mm-hmm. then you start really seeing like, it's everywhere. But I have to be willing to put on a different pair of glasses to see it. And when I start my day with prayer saying, I actually have a very simple prayer, um, and it's amazing. I love it. I say... There's actually a book about that pr- wearing a different uh, set of glasses. I know. I know. It's, it's actually a great book. Um, <laughs> but I have a simple prayer that I say. I say, God, give me the eyes to see what you want me to see. Give me the ears to hear what you want me to hear. And give me the heart to feel what you want me to feel. When I say that, I relinquish that ego you talk about. I relinquish that selfishness and self-centeredness. And I, I say, I'm open to what you got. And it just so happens when I do that, my life is more fulfilling. And, yeah. But I have to take the action. And a lot of people live in this fear of like, what if I'm talking to something that's not there? Ask it to show you that it's there. And I guarantee you, it'll show itself. That's a perfect time to bring in the power of prayer and meditation because that's what we're really talking about here 
And uh, you, you teach me that. It's, it's funny, I can't tell you how many times I've come to work and I said, oh, Jonathan, you know, I have this problem and a situation and, and the first thing you tell me is, have you prayed to God today? Right? Because go into your office right now and meditate. I know this might sound silly, but when you take time to really connect with whatever it is that you're connecting with, if you want to call it God, higher power, the universe, you've got to connect. It's like you, you don't expect your phone to run on empty. You charge it up, right? You think you don't need charging? We need charging. <laughs> and since this pandemic started, I've started this routine of praying and what you're saying, God, let me feel with your heart. God, let me see with your eyes. And when I do that, there is a shift inside of me, you know? Like, for instance, I was totally nervous about this podcast because we just obviously just started it. And Jonathan said, get, get out of the house and come in and leave your fear behind. And it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with prayer. Just go into it with your heart. I've been sharing with a lot of people, like, if this pandemic hasn't shown you how truly powerless you are, I don't know what else is going to do it for you. Ain't got the truth. You know, and it's funny, um, it's said in a lot of different, you know, religions and, and spiritualities, like, be still and know that I am God. When I'm still and I, and I reach out to that power and I ask for help to give me what I need on a daily basis, it's always provided for but I have to stop and recognize that I'm powerless. When I do that, when I actually admit my powerlessness, I actually get more power. It's the most amazing thing. Interesting how that works. It is. And you know what? Prayer is not the only thing that keeps me connected. There are so many books out there that, by the way, we finally have the time to get to. I am reading The Power of Constructive Thinking by Emmett Fox in audio format. Oh, my God. It's the best thing since cappuccino. <laughs> I listen to it in the shower when I walk the dog while I'm cooking. You got the picture. Anyway, there's a chapter in there that translates the Lord's Prayer. And it has taken so much more meaning when I reside it. And how about doing the daily readings and the daily scriptures? And there are so many apps out there. Talk about technology. And just even connecting with your, with your AA group, um, the meetings. The meetings is where God resides. I truly believe that. I always felt that when I'm in a meeting, I'm like recharged instantly. Whatever had, had happened that day, I don't, I don't feel so bad about it anymore after I go to a meeting. And that's available to us right now, every hour on the hour. Exactly. And you know what's interesting? Um, Albert Einstein, who is notoriously known for being one of the most leading um, contributing scientists uh, throughout history, he was actually very spiritual as well. He actually, really? yeah, there's, there's two great sayings that I love from him. The first one was, I could either look at everything as a miracle or I can look at nothing as a miracle. I love that. Which teaches me it's, it's all about my perspective of how I view. Einstein? Albert Einstein said that. Wow. Um, and, and, that, and that shows me that it's really about what my perspective is, right? If I'm looking at this pandemic as the end of the earth, I'm going to live at like it's the end of the earth. But if I look at this pandemic as this is a time to connect to a power far greater than me and connect to myself and work on improving certain behavioral patterns that I have, I'm going to make the best out of it and do the best I can. Um, and another great saying, and you talked about connecting to, to meetings. You know, meetings are are so crucial and vital. They really are. They really are. And, and it's because um, 
Albert Einstein also said this. He said, the same mind that created the problem is not going to be the one that comes up with the solution. No joke. What that tells me is I need other people. I need other people. The power is going to come from... Yeah, the power comes... My solutions come from other people. They don't come from myself. You know, and take a look at our track record. When can I ever say that my decision-making got me any place good? It didn't. It got me crawling into these rooms, begging for help. But as soon as I became open-minded and actually started sharing about what was going on in my life, I got to my solutions just as quickly. So that's why meetings are so crucial and vital. Like, I have to stay connected, right? Like, we talk about it all the time. Like, the disease, our disease is not faced on the substance anymore. It's, it's the disease that's in between my ears, my thinking. And if I'm not do, taking an action to get out of my thinking, of course I'm never going to see a way out. And that going to meetings is that action to get myself out of my thinking. Um, and th- those are the things that you and I practice on a daily basis to stay spiritually grounded. And, I, and, and, it's, and it's crucial and vital. Um, and, and another thing that helps really tremendously for me is, uh, is living in gratitude, right? And a lot of people can say, how do I find gratitude in this pandemic? <laughs> Rachel, give me five things you're grateful for right now. How about the fact that we live in paradise and I get to wake up to all of this? The fact that you wake up in the morning. You're right. The fact that I wake up in the morning. I love walking my dog and looking at the abundance of nature all around me. How about the fact that our planet is recovering from all the damage that we collectively afflicted on it? This might even be a divine intervention. Who knows? The signs are everywhere. Honestly, Jay, at this point, my gratitude list has literally expanded into categories from people in my support group to the available finances I can tap into to the number of outdoor activities I get to enjoy. The amount of resources are endless. You know what the fact is about a gratitude list? And we can end it with this. The reason why we make a gratitude list, it's not to get grateful, but it's to eliminate. Well, it's to eliminate a negative thought. It is impossible to have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. (laughs) No, yeah. It's impossible to have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. I can't sit here and say, I'm so broke, but I have steaks in my fridge. We tend to have problems with that, but... This is such a good topic. I mean, I really enjoyed this discussion with you, Rachel. Yeah, me too, Jonathan. So let's end it with that. And I'm looking forward to the next time we connect, which is every Friday at 7 a.m. In the meantime, may you find comfort and strength and seek God in all of your affairs. For any comments, go to flying-sober.com. 